The ICAEW Guide to Successful Job Search with Simon Gray. Hello and welcome to the ICAEW Guide to Successful Job Search podcast. My name is Simon Gray. I'm a chartered accountant, former professional recruiter and founding director of Career Codex. In this episode, we're going to take a look at CVs and cover letters. Let's start with a CV, which is sometimes referred to as a resume. This is often the first thing people think about when they enter the job market and the thing I'm asked about most often. But having listened to the previous episodes in this podcast series, you now know before ever putting your CV together that it's important to understand how the job market really works, the importance of psychology and how to plan your job search. A CV has one purpose and one purpose only, and that is to get you an interview. It provides a first filter for both recruiters and employers in deciding who to invite in for interview. Both parties will usually have multiple applications for any particular position and rarely have the time to read every CV from top to bottom. So they'll scan read, and that means it's important that your CV is well-structured, clear and concise. In my experience, you have about 15 seconds to make a good first impression. Just as a movie trailer highlights the key elements of a film you're considering watching, your CV shouldn't tell your life story, but instead contain enough relevant information to grab the interest of the reader. So, how do you make your CV stand out? Well, firstly, make sure you write your CV yourself. While there are many paid-for CV writing services out there, no one knows you better than you. This is a document that reflects you and all you have to offer. No one is more able or better qualified to write it than you. Secondly, start from scratch and write with the reader in mind. While you probably already have an out-of-date version of your CV, I think we all do, it may be tempting just to add to it. But please avoid this temptation. Instead, start with a blank piece of paper and showcase your most relevant experience only, rather than everything you have ever done. Thirdly, tell great stories with achievements. Great stories have a start, middle and an impactful end, and great achievements do the same. When tailored to the requirements in a job specification, they demonstrate as opposed to tell the reader what you've done, and clearly illustrate the value you can bring to their business. Achievements differ to responsibilities as they generally illustrate a time when you went above and beyond what was expected and are not usually a day-to-day occurrence. They have the wow factor and in doing so supercharge your CV. In creating a powerful achievement, ask yourself the following questions. What situation did I find myself in? What specifically did I do or how did I contribute to the team effort? What was the outcome? What value did I create? And then quantify this where possible. So let's move on to cover letters. Cover letters should never duplicate what's on your CV. A good cover letter exists to support your CV and not to duplicate it. It serves to introduce your CV by grabbing the recipient's attention. You must always write with the reader in mind and address them by name. A good cover letter explains why you're contacting the individual and the organisation he or she works for. In highlighting something you've discovered about the company, you spark the reader's interest. This is the grabber. Next, you introduce the most relevant part of your experience. Experience of value to the reader, which can often be in the form of an achievement. This is the message. Finally, what happens next? Well, provide your contact details and keep control by explaining that you will be in touch to follow up. 
this is the call to action. It goes without saying that with both CVs and cover letters, make sure you get the basics right. Check spelling and grammar, avoid jargon, and always proofread before sending. Remember, your aim is to stand out and to gain the reader's attention, with the end result being that you're the one invited in for interview. You're listening to the ICAEW Guide to Successful Job Search with Simon Gray. So time now for our guests to have their say. With us today are Sally Adams, Acting Chief Financial Officer at RS Components, Andrew Clark, Finance Director at Costa Enterprises, and with a recruitment perspective, Jonathan Firth, Managing Director at Michael Page Finance and Consultancy. Great to see you all. Thanks for joining me. Hello. Hello. Hi there. Now, one of the questions I'm asked um, all the time is, how do I make a CV stand out? So what, what would make um, a candidate CV stand out to you specifically? I think I was up for clarity and simplicity. So making it really easy on the eye to look at, to go through and understand the trajectory of their career. And I think with that in mind, have a look at your CV and think, are there any obvious questions on this? Have you got any gaps in there that are unexplained? Have you maybe a lot of movement in roles? And if there's an obvious question, try and answer it on your CV, because otherwise it may impact um, your chances of getting through to that first round interview. And would you expect a CV to be tailored to a, to your particular job specification, your particular job requirements uh, in the business? I think for high quality candidates, yes, I would. If you're sending a CV through for a specific role and that role has specific requirements around it, maybe it's a reporting role or business partnering, look at your CV and see if it pulls that out and shows achievements in those areas. So investing that time to tailor the CV against the specific vacancies, time well spent. I would absolutely recommend that, yes. Jonathan, any thoughts? I think clarity is probably the most important part, that we can see what the person has done and what they have achieved quickly and effectively. A CV really has two aspects to it. One is to show the responsibilities of your job, uh, your your current job spec, so to speak. But the other is about what you've achieved within that role, what you have changed. And it's good to uh, separate that out as much as possible so the achievements can be seen very easily and very effectively. Uh, and we will go straight to look at the first job experience. And if there's enough there, that will keep us reading. If there's not enough in the first job experience, we probably won't read any further. So it's important to, uh, to, to demonstrate what you've done as effectively as possible in your most recent job. And I guess in reading a, a CV, there may be, you, you, well, you may have current vacancies that you're uh, assessing that CV for, but there may be vacancies that will come to fruition in two, three months' time that um, you might need somebody with this experience uh, to fill that particular vacancy. How do, how do you balance that kind of now and future uh, requirement uh, of candidates? Yes, I mean, I think part of our job um, is to talk to people about what is open to them in, in the market. Um, people can sometimes not have the qualifications that are required for the exact role or not thought of particular roles. And part of our job is to say, look, I know you're looking for this, but would you look at A or B and give them the reasons why? Which goes back to the importance of having a set plan because other options will be put in front of people. So it's very important because your job may be applicable to something you haven't thought of. There may be an industry out there which is of interest you haven't come across before, and it'd be good to look at those options. Andrew, what uh, what do you think? So what I always look for, and this may be personal prejudice, but what I, I always look for is examples of where they have either been promoted internally or where they've had more than one move within the same organisation. Um, 
I would always question and probe if someone's only ever had one role in an organisation and then moved every 18 or 24 months. Fr- frankly, I think that's because often to get an internal promotion is, is harder than, uh, than moving externally. So I'm, I'm always keen to understand how have you performed within your current organisation? Have you moved? Have you developed? Have you been able to, uh, to build a decent career where you're currently working? And I guess with the the volume of uh, of CVs you'll likely receive for any any particular application, um, it's probably difficult to read them from start to finish. Aside from the promotion uh, thing, what else are you looking to jump out uh, off the page uh, to get your attention? I'm looking to see examples of where the candidates maybe demonstrated some curiosity or whether they've demonstrated drive. Um, I'm equally interested to understand yeah, have they worked on cross-functional projects have they taken uh some interesting assignments that that may have been a little bit of a personal risk for them so have they for example taken on some international work or have they looked to work in uh in perhaps in, in a slightly non-finance capacity as they within that kind of cross-functional project team that, that that's always of great interest to me now, I'm sure you've been asked this question uh, on a, quite a regular basis, which is, how do I improve my CV? Candidates will ask you this. What's the one piece of advice you would give somebody as to how to improve their CV? Put in more rather than less. Uh, a lot of people come around advices of short CVs. I don't agree with that. You know, if you can wrap your responsibilities and achievements in 10 lines, then do that as opposed to putting it down to five. Because when you see it, someone with 10 lines just looks like they've done so much more than someone with five lines. So ensure that you put your experience down and put in quite some detail as well. It's amazing how often a client will select a CV on something that they've done that was never in the job specification originally. Oh, we are maybe looking to do that in the future. It'd be great to have someone with that experience on board. So you can get selected for experiences that you've got that aren't on that job specification. So put a little bit more up to a reason. I mean, don't come out with seven pages or something, but make sure you really do cover what you've done. One of the questions that um, candidates often have is, do I include a cover letter? Should I should I write a cover letter to support my application? Uh, and I guess part of that depends on whether it's uh, direct to the business or through a professional recruiter. But do you tend to expect cover letters from people applying to your uh, organisation? I don't expect them. I do read them if they come with them. And again, I think I would tailor it to the situations. If, for example, maybe your CV shows that you're coming back to work after a long break, it's good to have a cover letter that explains maybe your thinking behind that, why you've had that break, and provides that context. What else would you expect to, to see on a cover letter? I think one of the, the temptations is to, to duplicate what's on a CV, but what, what specifically would um, grab your attention on a cover letter? I would look for things in the cover letter that are not on the CV and maybe give the CV a bit more context. So not a duplication of your job history and not boilerplate please maybe considered here are my contact details that should be available elsewhere what i really expect is the things you need that give your cv that bit of context that maybe aren't appropriate to put on it jonathan what would you say cover letters are are difficult i believe if you are sending your cv to a company directly then you should put in a cover letter because the cover letter should point out to them the areas on the cv which are relevant to their job specification or their job advertisement Having said that, for us, I haven't read a a covering letter in 20 years of recruitment because I go straight to what the experience is, but then my job is about matching a brief um, and the cover letter doesn't give me enough information around what I'm looking to do. So not of interest if you're sending it through um, for a recruitment consultancy, but definitely I think it's something if you're going directly to a client. Great advice. Thank you. 
Jonathan, how do you see the world of recruitment changing moving forward? Are we going to continue to make uh, decisions based on CVs as the first filter? Um, or will something else take its place? You know, video is all over the place now. Is, is that going to be coming into the marketplace as a, a decision tool as to who to invite in for interview? I, I think it has to. Um, it, I think people will end, end up presenting themselves in a small film clip or, or, or some such thing in order to send across to organisations instead of a CV. I don't think a lot of us quite have the memories on our computers and stuff to be able to do that at the moment. And if you did, you'd probably crash quite a lot of the client systems. But it is definitely on its way, which will bring its own complications. Sally, Andrew, Jonathan, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. It's a pleasure. You're very welcome. Listen to the rest of the ICAEW Guide to Successful Job Search at icaew.com forward slash career podcasts. So today we took a look at some of the principles of putting together an impactful CV and cover letter to make you stand out from your competition. In the next episode, we'll take a detailed look at how to successfully get in front of decision makers. These are the people who can introduce you or directly offer you the position you want. Thank you for joining me. My name is Simon Gray from Career Codex, and this has been the ICAEW Guide to Successful Job Search podcast. Until next time, take care and talk to you soon. The ICAEW Guide to Successful Job Search, produced by the podcast company.